Good morning, you're listening to Subject ACT on 2XXFM 98.3 for your local and current affairs from an informed and curious perspective. Happy Easter. I hope you're enjoying your long weekend, the autumn air and those leftover chocolates. It's Monday the 28th of March. My name is Becca Posterino. Welcome to the program. Today we recognise the vision sparked by some local Canberrans. It started with a fundraising event called Life Cycle in 2014. Two local project managers, one a survivor of leukaemia, the other a close friend, who saw the need in the ACT for an accommodation facility to support patients and their families undergoing treatment for blood cancers at the Canberra Hospital. As a response to the outstanding efforts of Lifecycle launched by these two project managers, the John James Foundation came on board and the story is growing as we speak. Today we meet Chief Executive Officer of the John James Foundation, Phil Greenwood, to discuss his part in the John James Village. I also met with New South Wales ACT General Manager of the Leukaemia Foundation, Chris McMillan, to share her role in the exciting project now under construction. And finally, I speak to Chris Kimball, former ABC television presenter and now Chief Executive Officer of Snowy Hydro Southcare, to share his personal story of cancer and his support of this inspiring endeavour. Coming up next, Phil Greenwood, Chief Executive Officer of the John James Foundation. You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3. I'm Becca Posterino on Subject ACT. This morning we're talking to Phil Greenwood, the Chief Executive Officer for the John James Foundation. Welcome to the program. Morning, Becca. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of the John James Foundation? Certainly. The foundation came from the John James Hospital, which was established in the 1960s. A group of doctors got together to build a private hospital in Canberra, but it's a a hospital of 155 beds, which is a little bit small to be a standalone hospital. So by 2007, the the size of the hospital was a disadvantage, and the decision was made to retain ownership of the land and buildings, but Mm -hmm. to bring Calvary in as the operator of the hospital. So now we have an income stream from the rent paid by Calvary. Uh, We have a building of medical practices and another property in Denison Street, And that's where our money comes from. Mm -hmm. And having earned the money through that land holding and uh, property holding, uh, we're able to use that money for charitable activities. So charitable activities is what we're talking about today. There's quite an exciting new project called um, the John James Village Project. Can you please tell us about that? It is an exciting project. It's a facility in Garran that will be six apartments for the use of people that are undergoing treatment for blood cancers. In Canberra at the moment, the Leukaemia Foundation has a four-bedroom house in Isaacs, which is just a standard uh, domestic four-bedroom house. And at times, it's quite difficult for them to put in any more than one patient at a time in that facility because of the risk of cross-infection and the lack of facilities in a a normal house. So the uh, Leukaemia Foundation was supported by a group of people who got together a few years ago uh, to have a fundraising activity called Life Cycle. Mm -hmm. And their aim was to raise the money to... Uh, build a facility. So first they had to get the money together to uh, as a deposit and then they were hoping to build a facility that would be of use to the Leukaemia Foundation. Uh, when we saw how effective they were in getting set up what they wanted to do and we looked at the project and the need for the facility, the John James Foundation came in behind it and offered to build the uh, the whole facility and then basically give it to the Leukaemia Foundation to run. 
So we're, we're now building six uh, standalone apartments that are an apartment that a family can move into and live in for uh, a week, a month, six months, mm-hmm. even a year, while a family member is undergoing treatment for leukaemia at the Canberra Hospital. And as well as the apartments, there's an office block. Currently, the Leukaemia Foundation in Canberra is run from a garage at the, uh, the house that they rent. And there's also a recreation room, which will give a facility for them to hold community uh, information sessions to train their volunteers and all the other things that go with running a facility of this size. It's so important to have this type of facility for people undergoing treatment. It certainly is. It's a difficult time in life for for any of the people that are undergoing the treatment, and they can be from a a whole range of ages and family backgrounds. And if it's someone from out of town, it might only be, uh, say, Royale, but the trip in each day is too much. So they do need somewhere close to the hospital to be staying while they're having the treatment. And at times that can be for quite a lengthy period, and often they'll have a, a carer with them or maybe family, or it might be one of the kids in the family that's being treated. So it can be quite different family structures that are using the facility. So why is this form of accommodation so important for families of patients undergoing the treatment? What does it mean for them? Well, it it means that uh, they have somewhere to live and it takes a lot of the pressure away from them while they're trying to uh, look after their their loved one uh, or the person that they're caring for. And in the example of Lifecycle, Carl Sueli, who was uh, a, a guy who set up the Lifecycle fundraising ride, Uh, had treatment in Westmead Hospital in Sydney and his wife uh, went to Sydney with him. He was admitted at a hospital. He's undergoing treatment at quite short notice and she was in Sydney with nowhere to go. And Leukaemia Foundation picked her up, provided the uh, accommodation for the time that she was there uh, and looked after and provided uh, the backing that she needed during a, a difficult time for her. So she was then close to Carl and it was one less worry for him while he was undergoing his own treatment. So his experience there at Westmead inspired him to create something like... A, f- a few of his work colleagues were visiting him in Sydney and the obvious question is why are you doing this in Sydney and not sure. in Canberra? Well, uh, they lived out of town so it was difficult for them to do it in Canberra. Uh, the, the, some of the services are available here but if you can't live close to where the service is then there's a problem. So he was in Sydney with uh, some of his mates saying, we've got to do something like this in Canberra. Mm-hmm. And that's where the idea of having uh, a better facility for Leukaemia Foundation came from. And those uh, guys that, that were behind it are, are still well and truly behind it. And in fact, one of them, Mark Blake, is now the project manager uh, for the whole project. So he was the one that uh, went to contract for to find builders and did all the, the legwork in getting the project set up. So is it just uh, limited to patients of leukaemia uh, or it's other blood um, Well, it's, it's a massive increase in capacity for the Leukaemia Foundation mm-hmm. going from this, the small facility that they currently have. Their original idea was to have four apartments and they thought that would serve the need in Canberra for a little while. When we looked at what was available currently, we thought that uh, six apartments was a better prospect and they will be available to other people who need okay. similar sort of tr- uh, accommodation while they're undergoing treatment. So it's not just leukaemia. There, there is Uh, a a facility in Canberra that people can use for this sort of accommodation for other treatment that they're Mm -hmm. going through, but it it can be quite difficult to get into. The Leukaemia Foundation has a lot of experience in every state in running such a facility, so they're the ideal partner to have to run the facility and then to extend it out to others. Uh, And we do have a little bit of space on the land that we've been uh, given by the ACT government to do a second phase at some stage in the future when we see what the need is. Well, that's the benefit of having such a, an established organisation like Leukaemia Foundation is that 
yeah, they have a history and a successful Indeed, pathway. Indeed, we're confident we can simply hand it over to them and they'll run it and it'll be run in a, an effective way. Sure. So we've given a, a facility to Canberra that will be of good use in Canberra. Mm. And it also gets the name of uh, the John James Foundation out into the community because a lot of the, the charitable work that we do is largely unseen. Mm. Uh, it's stuff that's behind the scenes. Uh, even our volunteer doctors, when they do work in remote communities in Australia or more recently in the Solomon Islands, uh, they do a lot of good work as volunteers, and yet uh, that work's just not seen uh, around town, whereas the John James Village will be very visible. We should invite some of those young doctors onto the show. Indeed, we'd be pleased to provide uh, would, doctors, young and old, who I have would, uh, given their time really very generously. We do have a, uh, an eye specialist who has been to pretty much every remote community in the, the top end of Northern Territory as she goes out to visit uh, remote communities and provide eye services that just wouldn't be available if she didn't volunteer that time. That would be a fantastic It's a good story. Story. Mm. So this land was donated by the ACT government. Uh, why is this such an important facility for the ACT community? We've touched upon it. but Well, initially we were keen to buy the land and we went through a process over quite a period of time to identify a block which is absolutely ideal and that's in Garrant because it's close to the hospital and uh, was an undeveloped site so it was an easy one for planning and to, uh, to design the village to suit the block. Uh, so we approached the ACT government to buy the land mm-hmm. and very quickly the people in uh, the land development agency saw the value of the project and uh, arranged to have the land donated by the ACT government. So it was a great uh, win for us mm. because it was a huge cost off the uh, off the books. Absolutely. Uh, so it was very nice uh, support from the ACT government to have that land provided in such an ideal location. So that allowed us to get into the, the building of the uh, the village which started uh, in the middle of last year. How important are donations in this particular project? They're critical to the success of the project. We want to hand over a facility which is completed and finished and ready for people to move into. So it's not just the the bricks and mortar that that form the village, but it's also the landscaping, paths, uh, an outside barbecue area, trees and plantings, all the things that will make it uh, fit into the the residential area of Garran as a, as a village community and to look nice, but to be a fully finished and fully equipped uh, mm-hmm. facility. So we are looking for donations uh, towards uh, building and fitting out the village, and we're obviously very happy to provide recognition for those donations uh, down to the, the uh, provision of a tree, for instance, sure. and we can put a family's name on that tree as their donation to the village or uh, anything up to and including naming rights on buildings. We'll, uh, we'll look at anything to recognise the support that we're receiving from the community and from the builders who have got behind all this, a lot of them providing their services at uh, quite a discounted rate or providing parts of their work uh, even to the extent for nothing. Um, and that's a great support to have from the Canberra community. It's a positive legacy to leave behind. Oh, indeed. Uh, it would be nice to have uh, nice recognition. We'll have a, a donors board in the entry area uh, and recognise people who have supported the facility. So what does it mean for patients undergoing treatment to have this type of facility in the ACT? Which We touched upon this before, but as it, you It's said, quite a tiring and stressful time for them. So often the patient will go off for treatment uh, each day and come back and simply want to rest, whereas the, the carer may be a little bit bored during that time, so the carers uh, need to be thought of as well. Mm. And in the current facility, some of the families that have been there or a carer who's been there for, for some time 
has got in and done a lot of the gardening. So they've planted flowers and uh, done things in the facility to make it a, a little more livable. And we're hoping that that sort of tradition will continue. Yeah, and volunteer work is, is part of the uh, the way this place will run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping it'll be a quiet and peaceful village. Uh, sure. And that fits well with the, the residential area that it's in. And it's a very pleasant environment to be in once it's uh, landscaped and fitted out. Well, Phil, thank you so much for sharing this exciting project. It's a feel-good, positive story, which is always good to share to the community. So thank you for your time and all the best with the project. Please Thanks. come again and let us uh, know when everything's complete and how it's thank going. Thank you for your time. If anyone's interested in more details, uh, if they look at our website, which is uh, jjf.org.au, which is the John James Foundation website, the details of our various programs are on there, and in particular the John James Village Features is our signature program. And there's certainly opportunities for people to donate, uh, small or large. Uh, we're quite happy to uh, show people the site and to, so they can see where their donation is being used. Thanks very much, Phil. Thanks, Beck. You're listening to Subject ACT on 2XXFM 98.3. That was Phil Greenwood, Chief Executive Officer of the John James Foundation, discussing the evolution of the John James Village, accommodation designed for patients and carers undergoing treatment for blood cancers in the ACT. Coming up next, we hear from Chris McMillan, ACT New South Wales General Manager of the Leukaemia Foundation, and former journalist Chris Kimball, now the Chief Executive Officer of Snowy Hydro Southcare, to share his personal story and the inspiring journey of the John James Village. I'm Becca Posterino on Subject ACT, 2XXFM 98.3. This morning we're talking to Chris McMillan. She is the General Manager of the Leukaemia Foundation, ACT and the South East Region of New South Wales. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for being here. My and pleasure. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the Leukaemia Foundation? Sure. Well, the foundation's been around since 1975, so we're here to support anyone on their journey with blood cancer. Mm-hmm. We offer really basic services, putting a roof over someone's head when they need it most. If they're from a regional location, they have to come to a capital city for treatment. Um, so hence, Canberra's a hub for treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, people have to come here and we accommodate them, and that might be for a month three months, six months, whatever. Mm. And that's all at no cost. For local people here in Canberra, we transport them to and from their treatment and we provide a range of emotional um, and support services as well. And that might be through general counselling, education about their disease and how to look after themselves and also, importantly, looking after the carer. Um, Mm. They often do it very tough. Their loved one's in there having treatment and they need the support as Mm. well. So quite basic things that we do but all designed to take the heat out of the situation for the patient and their family. How important is that support on a day-to-day basis? How important is that support to these families and particularly their carers? Yeah, it's all important. Um, We often have people come back time after time and stay in the accommodation. Um, You know, we pick them up and transport them. Um, You know, if they're having a really bad day, then they can pick up the phone and ring someone. And if, you know, someone's not in the office here, then they can ring someone in the Sydney office Mm -hmm. or nationally. Um, Just having a lifeline to Mm -hmm. that support and having a network around you that understands what you're going through Mm. be it as a patient or as a carer or a a loved one Mm. um, in the family um, is all important Mm. and you know we have this saying that the family needs to be there to support the individual through their journey Mm. and that's what we work to do is to try and keep that whole family network together Mm. and functioning. 
Leukemia Foundation's role, recently I spoke to Phil Greenwood, who is the CEO of John James Foundation, Mm -hmm. and he spoke of a very exciting project called the John James Village. Can you tell me your involvement or Leukemia Foundation's involvement in that particular project? Yes, well, this idea was hatched um, a few years ago now through an event that we were running with a wonderful group of volunteers here locally, Mm -hmm. and that event was called Life Cycle. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the people involved with the event um, was actually someone who had stayed in our accommodation in Sydney as he went through a transplant. So Carl had stayed with us and um, and he'd been in our accommodation, had support from us, you know, mm-hmm. over many, many months. Mm-hmm. And um, and as we launched this event called Life Cycle here in Canberra, uh, Phil Greenwood attended and mm-hmm. John James Foundation was a sponsor at the time and they were really looking for something to get their teeth into mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a large strategic project to be involved. And we got talking about how we do accommodate people here Mm -hmm. Um, and that's through a rented um, facility. We have an Isaac's um, quite basic Mm. um, shared facilities, but Mm. again, puts a roof over someone's head, a home away from home. And um, cut a long story short, yes, the the John James Village project, initially it was called John James House, Mm -hmm. and then we had bigger ideas, so it grew. (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) (laughs) From what I've heard, it sounded like exactly that, a seed, and it's now like a forest in in a sense because it it was a conception out of sort of passion and someone's personal experience very much and the vision swept away yeah absolutely the difference it will make to individuals Mm. will be huge not only for the people staying there but for people locally we'll be able to offer so many Mm. more services they'll be in an environment where there's staff there all the time Mm. and it will engage the community to come and get involved as well and so it's Mm. it's, it is a really really exciting project for us for the john james foundation Mm. um, and for the wider canberra community as well what will it mean to the community each of the units is totally self-contained Mm-hmm. Um, they can interact with each other as much or as little yes. as, as they wish. Um, and, and it's almost like a bubble. When people mm. are there, that is their norm. They're mm. in that, that village. And that's why we call it a village because yes. it is really those people um, coming great name. together. And, the folks are very the, positive. Yeah, yeah. And the network that's there is very supportive. I share a story about two people that were in our accommodation in Sydney recently. And these two ladies had both their, each of their husbands were in being treated at the same hospital hospital and so they got to know each other they lived close reasonably mm. close in a regional location from each other but they used to take turn about cooking meals for mm. each other and and you know you see those stories about individuals coming together um and supporting each Through other adversity yeah mm. yeah so it's yeah we can't wait for it to be <laughs> finished <laughs> and I, ima- I imagine these relationships will be um, ongoing beyond yes and that's also an important part this experience that they've shared maybe not such a well a challenging experience challenging. yes and you know overcoming that or whatever path goes on yep. there is that sort of ultimate friendship yes. that evolves from this most definitely this community that you're creating yeah and the wider community um in the garen area have been wonderful i've heard um, you know we've had people <laughs> um contact us and say you know we're happy to come in and, and assist with whatever volunteering activities you might have um, if we can help people with going and doing local shopping or mm. orientating to different areas taking them out for walks because <laughs> it's you know lovely um, bushland sort of behind where the premises yes. are so um that's so encouraging to think that the mm. community have really embraced the project. And you had the support of the government providing the land. Yes. What an amazing that was That was gift. such a coup um, mm. because that meant that more focus could be put into the actual building yes. and the facilities that are going to be there. So the ACT government's been amazing in, in, in guiding us through the process mm-hmm. um, and then obviously with the land. And then RPS project management head, headed by Mark Blake. Yes. 
a positive team who are completely invested from the heart, it sounds. Totally from the heart. Um, Mark and Carl, um, you know, best friends, mm. um, still are best friends. And, um, yeah, the passion is definitely there. It's like it's like you feel you're part of a wider family mm. when you're involved with this project. And mm. each of us are also proud of it and just so passionate to see it up and running mm. and, and what a difference it will make to the individuals. So what is the Leukaemia Foundation also involved in at the moment that you'd like to mention? Well, our, our biggest fundraising activity is the World's Greatest Shave and yes, that's happening right throughout the month mm-hmm. of March. We totally depend on the sponsorship from corporates and community support. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get any ongoing government funding. Mm-hmm. Um, makes us stand on our own two feet. Yes. But at the same time, we really do rely on the on the benefit of having community support and, you know, the Canberra community are, are wonderful. Mm-hmm. When we have any of our major events, they do really get behind us and so, you know, anything that people can do to help support the John James Village project and even after the the completion date to actually come and get involved Mm -hmm. to you know to just contact us and and offer volunteering support is so appreciated. Such a valuable thing to be involved with as well as a volunteer you're 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 actually giving to yourself when you volunteer. You definitely are the satisfaction is huge. Yes so the Garen construction is underway at the moment. It is. And June is the sort of June 17th or thereabouts. Thereabouts. Um, the staff that are based here are counting down the days. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, minus the public holidays yes. and so forth. So they are really excited <laughs> about getting in there. Yes. Um, and it will, um, yeah, it will have an official opening probably soon after. So if people do want to get involved with the Leukaemia Foundation or the John James Village or John yep. James Foundation, yes. would you be able to share those that yeah. information? Yes, yeah, sure. Look, um, the easiest way is to just hop onto our website, um, which is just leukaemia.org.au. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ Village has its own website as well, and mm-hmm. I believe it'll be live in the little, next little while with some wonderful <laughs> photographs of mm-hmm. how the village is, is getting underway. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, through the website you'll be able to go through and, and click on whether you want to be a volunteer or to make contact via email or telephone so um, that's the easiest way and yeah we welcome anyone that wants to get involved in whatever way everything is is really um, up for grabs in terms of volunteering but also if they want to get involved with supporting in a, in a monetary sense um, we totally welcome that mm-hmm. as well. Chris McMillan thank you so much My pleasure for sharing not only your time this morning but also this exciting project that's going on in Canberra thank you for your time. Thank you. This morning I'm talking with Chris Kimball the Chief Executive Officer of the Snowy Hydro South Care, and he will be discussing his involvement in the John James Village Project. Welcome to the program, Chris. Thanks very much, Becca. It's good to be here. Chris, you had a very public persona as a television reporter and presenter for the ABC. How did this impact your experience with cancer? I guess I was going through a process that so many other people were going through. There was nothing exceptional about the fact that, that I was diagnosed with cancer. I mean, it's something that affects all of us in one way or another, whether it's us directly or a family member or a friend. So when I was diagnosed with cancer, it was uh, it was just the fact that there was a public mm-hmm. component to my job, which made it a bit unusual. And one of the things I wanted to do was to keep working, to of keep, course. yeah, to try to, to keep life ticking along as normal. And and when you appear on telly looking like Peter Garrett from <laughs> compared to the previous <laughs> week, I thought it made sense to, to explain that to people. Mm-hmm. So that's what I tried to did, do through the ABC 
ABC and just frankly telling the story of, of living with cancer, which is something that we can we can all relate to one way or another. So I didn't think there was anything exceptional about that. It was more the fact that, that I had an unusual job, which had a public element and it was an opportunity to tell that story. And, and yeah, I'm glad I did in the end. And to share that story as well as you as you did so bravely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, it's brave as much as just trying to normalise something. Sure. And, and I guess there's some, there's a, there's a coping mechanism built into there that you're saying, look, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. There's yes. lots of families. So you sit around that chemo ward and uh, often tell the story of a, a lovely bloke I'd sit next to a couple of times who had his high-vis stuff on and he was a plumber. And <laughs> I sat in chemo and went and went home and ate, you know, Nutrigrain <laughs> and try not to throw up. And he mm. went and cleaned up people's drains and stuff oh, like wow. that, like went to work. So I thought uh, when, you, when people talk about bravery, sure. yeah, that was the sort of person that stuck in my head that, yeah. that I was fortunate to have that support network. But he was working for himself. We had to go and make a living. And so living Life with disease, on. it's a reality, unfortunately. You endured, from what I read, 118 days of ongoing treatment. Would you share what it meant to you to have the support of medical carers and staff during this time? Yeah, so I was at Westmead for, for 100, 118 days and that came after a long period of treatment here in Canberra where I had a series of different chemo protocols to try and get disease under control. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I then needed a secondary treatment, which was a bone marrow transplant at Westmead. And uh, they, they don't do bone marrow transplant using donor transplants here in Canberra at okay. the moment. Hopefully down the track, they'll, they'll get... There's been big advancements in donor transplant... Uh, in transplant processes in Canberra. And now they can do transplant using a, a patient's own bone marrow stem cells. So that's... Right. Yeah, that's really significant. Mm. So, but in my case, I had to go to, to Westmead mm. in Sydney and uh, and in terms of the the medical carers and support during that time, I mean, it's sometimes easier to be the patient in that situation yes. than to be the care, the carer. Not sometimes, I mm. guess. You, you can go through anything yourself. You can give yourself over to the process, mm. but it's almost inconceivable to think about swapping. Your, yes. your partner or your child into yeah. that situation. So for me, uh, there was nothing to do except give yourself over to the process. Mm. But the burden often falls on the carer in that situation, mm. the partner, the spouse, the, the father or the mother. Mm. Uh, and, and that's when I consider the, you know, people with a child going through disease and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah, you'd much rather it, it be you in the of chair than, than watching that person. But yeah, the medical staff, I mean, you're thrown into this world you've got absolutely no concept of. You don't understand the terminology, Mm -hmm. the the uncertainty and the pain and the fear. So the people in that environment are just just quite remarkable Mm -hmm. people and and the responsibility that sits with them, that you're dealing with this person at the worst moment of their lives, yes. uh, it's, it's quite profound, isn't it? And, and I guess for me, the being with Snowy Hydro Southcare now is that mm. same, being able to support guys who are doing that same work in a very different environment. Uh, but whether you're an oncology nurse or, mm. or someone in a chemo ward or, or someone in a cancer care centre, you're, you're dealing with people at their, their lowest moment. And yes. it's the same with our helicopter crews, that they're dealing with people that are at a car accident yes. or, or a critically ill patient at a, pa- a patient transfer or something like that, you, yeah, there's a big responsibility in those people's hands. The work of the Leukaemia Foundation and the John James Foundation are crucial to the community. What are some of the initiatives they have instigated in regards to patient and family care? They've got a lot of involvement in Canberra and the ACT. What are some of the projects they're involved with? 
Yeah, I guess just the the practical support groups and contact people to support patients as they're going through the process, patients and their families. So um, that might be as simple as like a little information day. If you've recently been diagnosed with, mm-hmm. with a blood cancer, they held regular little events where you can just come along and hear from that sort of network of people who have either been through the the process one way or another they're in the process or or they're just trying to find out a little bit more about it and that that sort of support is really important in that situation again that's that practical help Mm. and that feeling that you're not going through this on your own Mm. so those sort of things are good the leukemia foundation pushes a lot of funding towards research okay yeah research focused on on finding a cure for Mm. blood cancers or or clinical trials to come out with better treatment outcomes and things like that so that sort of thing is really important Mm. and then there are practical supports like physical accommodation facilities and Mm. things like that so wide-ranging and things as you say you just don't know that they have that involvement until you're in that situation yeah absolutely and that that, but those yeah the practical the practical things are what make a difference well chris thank you so much for sharing your time with the john james village but also your work as chief executive officer for snowy hydro south care it's been a pleasure chatting with you well thank you becca and i'd just say in in closing the john james foundation that have really made that the village project happen in conjunction with the life cycle guys and mark blake and carl swelly like um it is remarkable that this project is taking shape there. Yes. The ACT government contributed at the land. Mm-hmm. It was something that um, just just sort of uh, the timing was Aligned. perfect, like <laughs> a, a legacy project. That yes. I hope it's something that all of those organisations take great pride in. John James also supports us with Snowy Hydro Southcare, so we're greatly appreciative of, of what they do and, and yeah, appreciate the chance to, to say congratulations to everyone involved and looking forward to seeing the village open. Thanks a lot, great. Chris. Thank you, Becca. Thank you. You've been listening to Local Current Affairs Program Subject ACT on 2XXFM 98.3. That was Chris Kimball, Chief Executive Officer of Snowy Hydro Southcare, who shared his personal story of cancer and the significant contributions made by the John James and Leukaemia Foundations in the evolution of the John James Village that will provide accommodation for patients and carers undergoing treatment for blood cancers at the Canberra Hospital. Before that, we heard from Chris McMillan, New South Wales ACT General Manager of the Leukaemia Foundation. Thanks for your company today. Tomorrow, Robert G. talks with Roxanne Missingham, librarian at the Australian National University, and Vanessa Little, head of libraries of the ACT. Coming up next, Community Broadcast Network's All the Best. You've been listening to Subject ACT, 2XXFM 98.3. I'm Becca Pastorino. Enjoy your day.